Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I, I was talking to my brother, and he's like, yo, you should get like some shit over to Raymond McIntosh. Mm-hmm. So when I actually talked to Raymond, he introduced me to Click Cox. He's like, yo, this is the guy at the urban department over at Universal. Mind you. I was in no fucking, absolutely no shape to be even signed or even think about getting signed. Like, I'm, I'm just recording shit. I'm recording a demo, basically. I don't know how to make songs. I don't know how to um, put a package together. I know I could perform a little bit, but back then, like, they had artist development. There, there would have been a time where it's like you had a department where they would help you develop as an artist. They would t- actually set aside money in a budget to help you develop. So I'm there thinking about um, getting signed. So I give him this demo. I'm there thinking like, yo, this guy's dissing, but he's not saying shit, right? He's not even saying anything. Like, he didn't tell me that it wasn't good enough. But he'd tell me this day it wasn't, obviously. Mm-hmm. And when I listened to it, I know it wasn't good enough. But mm-hmm. back then, like, nobody could tell me that it wasn't good enough because I was too... I was too ignorant to even uh, to, to understand a position I was in. I was like, yo, you're an underdeveloped artist that has no experience, no credentials, nothing. Absolutely nothing. So why even step into anybody? Like, you know what I'm saying? What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? It's Classified. This is Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, I'm Brother Ali. Fight Diggy, Tribe Call Quest. Eloquent, man. What up, Styles P the Ghost. This is Ab Soul. This is K.O. And you listening to the Come Up Show, where that feel-good music lives. This is the show that you come up on, yeah. Hey, welcome to the Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto. I'm the host and founder of the Come Up Show podcast. Each and every Wednesday, we upload a brand new interview. And today's interview and today's podcast is unlike any other because there's two parts to it. I had to chop it up in a couple of parts. And I'm really excited to present to you my interview with Tona, one third of Naturally Born Strangers. In my opinion, is one of the best MCs to come out of out of our country in Canada, man. And in part one, Tona tells me about his history, how Scarborough influenced him, because as you know, he reps it in his music, the influence of his his brothers, uh, the epic rap battle against Blake C., Blake Carrington, and Mississauga, and how Tona ended up meeting the rest of the industry through that, and how... One of his first big hits, Tona's big hit, Style Tone, was made and what kind of influence and impact that had and meeting people like Drake who worked with them on his remix and so much more. Part one of my interview with Tona on the Come of the Show podcast. Let's go! Please introduce yourself. Yo, I go by the name of Tona. Now Tona Tancredi, so that means that anyone who addresses me from Tona from now on, man, like, I'm not going to answer you. You know what I'm saying? You see Tona on a flyer, I'm not showing up, man. You got to go by Tona Tancredi from now on, man. It's just the evolution. But yeah, Tona Tancredi, you know what I'm saying? One third of Naturally Born Strangers, one fifth of the Freedom Riders, you know what it is. Tired of talking with these fucking lames Though I'm in the game So they thoughts I have to entertain Switching lanes on an interchange I ain't interchange Bills gotta get paid You broke if you don't feel the same Pimps running scrimmage on hoes You wanna pick up game Better get a team and run with it Cause the cost of living is going up See your cash be inferior Technology growing the world getting scarier Introduce some niggas to the sound Why bury them Let's introduce some niggas to the sound Why bury them Let's introduce some niggas to the sound Why bury them What's the ten credit part in the tone? Like, cause I've seen that it's in on your Instagram or whatever. What yeah, does that yeah. mean? What is that? Um, basically, like, I'm just gonna get make a short story even shorter, man. I heard the name. I think I was watching Prison Break or some shit, man. I like, yo, this name is solid for me. But originally, like, I was creating this group called the Frat House, right? I was gonna make everybody like. So, for example, it's gonna be like Tona Tancredi, uh, Sarah Tancredi. It's going to be like Jones Tank Credit. You know what I'm saying? We just kind of keep it like a family, like not mafia, not mafia style, but like a frat house. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of all situated together and push music out that way. The shit didn't work out. So I just kept the Tank Credit. And I was like, yo, man, this is. And another, another reason is because like the fucking the amount of toners that was just popping up. You know what I'm saying? Like I was Daytona originally. Mm-hmm. Then two, three Daytona started popping up. Then I just shortened it to Tona. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm good with this now. Then other Tona start, but it got to a point where 
people were seeing Tona and actually thinking it was me and shit. So I was just like, yo, man, I got to, like, do something to separate it now completely. You know what I'm saying? If some, if I see someone with Tancredi, I'm like, I know they biting. Like, it's blatant. You know what I'm saying? I can see the other times where you didn't know what was happening. Yeah. You do Tancredi, you, you straight up biting, man. Okay, so you mainly got it from prison. There's no meaning to it? It doesn't mean anything? Is there, like... Is well, there- I looked up the name, and it was, like, the... the uh, Latin contrived was sole council, elected council. It came from like that. And I was just like, that's, it's so funny because that's exactly what I was trying to do. I didn't even know what it meant like originally. It just ha- so happened and that's what I was trying to form. I was trying to form like a council, like a group, you know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. the shit just didn't work out, man. So again, just back to square one doing me. Mm-hmm. I just kept it tone and tank ready, man. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. So obviously, if people listen to your music, you listen. Uh, you represent Scarborough, Scarborough yeah, all day, yeah, yeah, and all you day. you've said that hip hop in Scarborough feels like the foundation of the culture to me. So I want to take it all the way back, man. Let's like start from the beginning. Uh, I'm assuming you grew up in Scarborough. Let's start with your household, like who you grew up around. Did you have brothers, siblings, just your moms, and and how you got into. Uh, hip-hop culture and what Scarborough, the influence Scarborough had on you? Yeah, um, originally Scarborough for me was like my stomping ground, like where I grew I grew up all over the city, right? But like when I was younger, I don't have memories of, this is what my brothers tell me, I, have, you know, I don't have memories of me being in Chalk Farm like Jane and Finch. I don't have memories of being Islington West, you know what I'm saying? These are all places where I used to live, like North York, you know what I'm saying? Like just all over the city, but the main memories I have of me are in Scarborough, man, like in the depths of it. And then, like, as far as siblings go, I have five of them. I don't know if you remember a group called... You might, this might outdate you, actually. I don't know if you remember a group called Freaks of Reality. They had a song that goes, um... Chile, chila, 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 chila. Basically, um, they were like a reggae kind of hip hop style group, right? Him, and my brother, and my cousin. Mm-hmm. So those are my first memories of hip hop. Like they were in the household, just always rehearsing and shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like get, trying to get their thing off, and we mm-hmm. just used to sit by and just watch it. So I was like, yo, my brother naturally like started to when me and my brother were seven. He's naturally just started to like write rhymes for us, like just have us say little things like cursing or some shit just to get a laugh out of it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i remember he wrote some rhyme was like my brother i have a twin brother too actually a lot of people don't know that i have a we're not identical look it doesn't look like you. Uh, yeah yeah so yeah it's not like i could send him doing a show and have him perform to me and shit but um the first rhyme he wrote was like my name is desmond my name is richmond the rats that we bust are cleated in the kitchen even though i'm seven we still rock so everybody can suck our cock like yo he used to when we were seven we were spitting that so it was like he used to just wait for us to get to that suck our cock line just to laugh like people would just laugh and be like yo what are these seven-year-olds doing rhyming like that um and it must have been like a shock factor shock yeah, value yeah, to you exactly. as a seven-year-old being able to say that pure shock factor there man so yeah. um so then, yo, those are my, some of my earliest memories of hip-hop. And then because of that, my brother was a DJ also. So my oldest brother, he was a house, kind of house DJ. He wasn't really into hip-hop. He was more into dance, beats, and electronic. Mm-hmm. My other brother was the MC I was telling you about with my cousin. Mm-hmm. And my brother that was um, underneath him goes by DJ Channel 9. He's put in a ridiculous amount of groundwork, man. Like, he's radio college DJ. Before a lot of these college radio stations start popping up, mm-hmm. he had 88.1 FM, which is called The Static Show. Mm-hmm. So, like, yo, he was killing that shit. It was, like, him, uh, Franklin, and uh, Ray McIntosh, which Ray McIntosh went on to be uh, an A&R over at Universal Music. Mm-hmm. So that, that collective broke up. But, yo, he laid the foundation down for that. Like, this is during the... The uh, if you know your history of Toronto hip hop, that was during the power move times when like DJ X was like running shit, Ron Nelson, you know what I'm saying? Like these are all the pioneers that like helped to try to push the Canadian music forward, man. Like those so guys. What, when when your brother was that like uh, what uh, early nineties or 90s, yeah early nineties yeah. early nineties. Okay. So much music and electric circus, like yo, these guys were like on them shits regularly performing, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they had that. And um, because of that, I was just around music all the time, man. And my mom is like, was always a gospel singer, too, mm-hmm. just at, at the churches, right? So had that going on. I was like, yo, there was too much music around me for me to not fall into it. I fell into it naturally. Mm-hmm. 
started writing my own rhymes like around uh I'd say like 11, 12, just started writing my own rhymes. And I was in another group called Young Naps. Yeah, Young Native yeah. Africans, yeah. Pleasing People, Spontaneously. Yeah, so yeah, that was... That was well, like, tell me about that. It's an ambitious rap group. Why are you guys ambitious? <laughs> because, yo, I, I, my mentor, man, my, my, uh, my mentor, P. Crucial. Shout out to P. Crucial. He was the dude that like got us started as far as like uh having dreams like even like at this time there was a lot of young groups like kid groups like crisscross was popping like the youngsters illegal like yo this is the shit like this was the wave like now there's a different wave now the other wave was like kid rappers but were dope and they had like adults writing for them right so back then like p crucial had us he that was his vision he's like yo i'm gonna have you guys like we're going to smash these cats. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, crisscross, illegal, whoever it is. Like, in your age group, you're going to be, like, better than them. So he just used to put us in training. We used to go mm-hmm. down to his basement and just, yo, like, you have us there for hours. Like, just rhyming. You know what I'm saying? Like, just rhyming and be writing rhymes for us and practicing and giving us visions of, yo, you want to be on Arsenio Hall? Like, are, we're thinking about Arsenio Hall and shit. Because back then, Arsenio was like, you know what I'm saying? He had all these groups. He's like, yo, this could be y'all if you just keep working hard and shit. So, naturally, like, it was five of us, including my twin brother. Another thing we, we, we were hung up on was baseball. That's all we wanted to do was play baseball in the hood, man. Like, and, you know what I'm saying? So, instead of, like, actually, when we used to have rap practices after school, I started to slowly see it thin out. Like, it spinned out, like, four, three. Then it was just me and another homeboy that I have. Only us started showing up. And then it got to the point where nobody started showing up, including myself. You know what I'm saying? It just kind of phased out of it. But it stuck with me, though. Everything I learned there mm-hmm. stuck with me, man. Like, I just I just took that, took those lessons, mm-hmm. turned that into my own shit. Like, I'm like, yo, all right, I'm going to take these skills and do something with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm actually going to try to... Uh, Turn this into something, but not back then, because I didn't understand shit back then. Mm-hmm. I just knew, I just knew that it was in me. I, I, I needed to get the rhymes off, man. So I was just like, "Yo." So it's safe to say, P. Crucial, like, and so the work ethic in you. Oh yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Like most definitely, he's the like definitely. You've called him the Morpheus in your life. Why? Yes. Yeah. So definitely, he's gave me that red blue pill. I was just like, "Yo, let me take three of those shits, man." Like, so he gave me that. He got me my start, man. And I, I, anytime I see him. I'm like, yo, I always pay homage. Like, I just, like, mm-hmm. I bow down. I'm like, yo, man, you're the reason. You're literally the reason why I, I can't even, we'll get into it later, but there's times where I just, I'm, I'm walking away from it. And then, like, I'll talk to him or somebody that's close to him. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I'll be like, you can't. You did it before, but you, you, no matter how much you tell yourself you, you want to, you can't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then I just always result back to it, man. So what's next in the story? You're like 11, 12, you know, you're practicing P. Crucial's basement. You're in the Young Naps group. What happened after that That broke up? Yo, so after that broke up, um, we go to school now. This is like, after that happened, elementary school's done. Like just kind of thinking about like... Yo, we moved to a new neighborhood. This is when we first moved into uh, the Malvern area. You know what I'm saying? We moved over there, mm-hmm. finished up school, and then high school starts. So high school, like, I'm not, I know I had the skills, but I'm not really, like, letting people know about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, as an MC. Yeah, as an MC. Yeah, I'm seeing people freestyling the halls and do all types of mm-hmm. shit, like talent shows and all that. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll smoke these dudes, man. Like, literally, I'll smoke them. Like, they don't even know it yet, though. So I didn't start introducing myself, like, as an MC, period, until, like, maybe, like, grade 10, 11. You know what I'm saying? And what's coming out in terms of hip-hop around that time, grade 10, Black 11? Sheep. Yo, they have Black Sheep for sure. Like, yeah. yo, House of Pain was killing shit. I remember we weren't even killing the original House of Pain. We were killing the, uh, the remix, the Pete Rock remix of Jump Around. We used to mm. kill that. Kill that shit. So that um, first tape I ever got, actually, was the Black Sheep album. You know what I'm saying? So... Ridiculous, man. Um, I know that front to back. Wu Tang, I remember. I remember I leaving school one time actually, man, to go get that Wu Tang Forever album. You know what I'm saying? Going to stand him HMV lineup and shit, and everyone was thinking the same thing I was because I see mad cats like from other schools like just fucking, you know what I'm saying? In a lineup and shit. Yeah, it was just like yo, it was nine. It was the '90s era basically. You know what I'm saying? Like where all the, all the 90s classics you love like the souls of mischiefs the far side all that shit was booming back then mm-hmm. so it was raw man it was raw authentic and that's kind of how like my style was it was influenced off of that you know what i'm saying and then like so while i'm in high school i'm rhyming and then like i come across 
two other cats. He's one dude um named Kevin Blackman. He was like um he's basically a ball player, but like he was he was uh he was like cannabis, man, like in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like he just he rhymed that scientific. He used to just say shit. I'll be like, what the fuck? What does that mean, bro? I would just ask him about like words he was saying and shit. You know what I'm saying? So because of him, like I try to improve my vocabulary off him. So Kevin Blackman, and then there was this another cat named uh Red T. And he was at, I was at Jean Vanier, he was at George Vanier, which is the complete opposite, the antithesis of our school. So it was Jean Vanier, and then across there was George, the public school. So we used to come over our school, like, trying to mack on the shorties, like, you know, try to, try to infiltrate on what we have over here and shit. I'm like, yo, like, who the fuck is this cat? I used to see him big, eccentric chain, like, he looked like a fucking rap star when he came around, you know what I'm saying? Big super fucking silver chain, big nose ring. You know what I'm saying? Like this cat Trevor, it was like yo. And then uh, Kevin Blackman knew him because they all grew up in the same neighborhood. So he's just like yo, this guy's mad nice too, bro. Like we should just fucking cipher. Like just 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 get some rhymes off. So I started linking up with them, started getting some rhymes off, and then we formed a group called Tyranny. You see the stage right out here where the Civic Center is? Yeah. That's where that's where we started debuting our shit. Because they used to have, like, shows all the time at this stage right here. So now, it's funny because now I'm here in, the, in, in these, um, the condos, like, across from the, the town center and shit. And I hear people on these stages now. And I'm like, yo, this is where I got my start, man. This is how I started to get comfortable in front of fucking performing in front of people and shit. Especially in my borough. So I use that stage a lot just to try to get comfortable on stage. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, yo, from Tyranny, we just started doing a bunch of local shows. Started smashing shit. And we had different styles. And we used to have a studio off of Eglinton West. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, you know Saab B at all? Yeah. You know? Saab B? I don't know. I don't know. He was a producer. Like, he hangs around Hip Hop Canada a lot. Okay. Definitely a lot of the boards. Like, he, he hangs out there. I don't hang out on those boards. So, I don't... I definitely um, know he does, though. Yeah. Like, if you were anywhere near those boards around yeah. that time. Yeah. Like, he was prominent there and shit. Okay. But anyway, um, he was our producer at the time. And he just used to produce for us. And, um... Back then, like, when he wasn't around, because there was times he wasn't around, we just started to, uh, like, try to explore and making beats on our own. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, for the times that he's not around, we got to figure out something, man. Like, you know, but we had access to the studio, like, 24-7. So we made, like, a little project. What studio is this? Um, it's called Echo Chambers. Mm-hmm. Where, where it's, a classic, it's a classic Eglinton West. Like, if you're anywhere near the Eglinton West station, you know where Raps Chicken is? Mm-hmm. All that is literally across from Rap's Chicken. We just used to see these guys barbecuing like four in the morning. Rap's Chicken is still like one of the most popping spots, like West Indian spots, period, like to get food at, you know, any time of the night, man. If you don't know Rap's Chicken, definitely we're not raised here, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we were in that studio. We created a few projects. And then it kind of, you know, we were just kind of trying to bubble, but it didn't really end up uh, jumping off the way we wanted it to. We were just getting a bunch of shows, but. Again, again, this is a common thing. Like, people just started to lose interest. You know what I'm saying? Like, as much as I wanted to go, 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 like, people were just, like, more falling back. And that's not even to um, attribute any of it to any of those two because, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, everyone has their own lives, but they, we fell out. You know what I'm saying? And we're still homies up until this day, but we fell out. And then, yo, I was just forced to kind of just, I wanted to keep doing it. So, from there... I just went out on my own, and like at the time, my name was uh, Gizmo B. <laughs> Your name Gizmo was Gizmo B. B? Yep, Gizmo B. I so, wh- wh- t- where are all the names that you've been through? So, what's is there okay, something? So, <laughs> even before, okay, I, I wasn't thinking about rap before. Period. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the only name I stuck with was was Gizmo B, and that was before Daytona. So I only had that name. That name I got from my cousin. Rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? Like he actually passed um last year. Literally, like. My cousin was somebody that I looked up to a lot, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, he just died an unfortunate uh, incident that happened. But he's a, he's a guy that inspired me, too, like, musically. I was just like, yo, man, like, What's I'm literally name? Gizmo B. Oh, okay. He was, his name was Gizmo B. Actually, oh, okay. his last name was Brefu. So it's like, yo, it's my cousin from, like, Ghana, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That we always used to kick it with. And then, um, and then with Gizmo B, I was just telling him, like, yo, man, like, think about just running with a fucking rap name like yours. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, yo, like, we, we all grew up together and shit, and I'm like, yo, like, he's one of my inspirations, man. So I, I ran with that name. If you talk to uh, Click Cox, Click Cox is probably, though, he has a lot of history. Like, I'll t- I'm going to give you a piece of it, but he has a lot. Yeah. 
a lot of archived like original MCs that like you'll see on the scene now. He has their original demos, like the dudes like the bullshit ones. Yeah. So Gizmo B was the first name I ran with. Like this was me out on my own now. The only access I ever had. I've ne- at this point I've never been in like I had the Echo Chamber studio, mm-hmm. but when that got after the group dissolved, I didn't have anywhere to record. Like I didn't even know anything else outside of that. Mm-hmm. So now what I started to do was trying to get back into recording somehow. The only fucking option I had, I obviously didn't have money for it. Like, I'm struggling at this time. Like, I'm in high school. Like, I have a job at, like, Toys R Us, but I'm not taking it seriously at all, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not there enough to get paid. The only option I had was my homeboy, Jeremiah. You know what I'm saying? In in Melbourne and shit. And he had a setup, but it was ghetto as fuck. It was ghetto. It's like, like, literally, he had a microphone. It would be in this corner right here. Mm Mm-hmm. And there would be like a door that we would like, for example, you walk in, people can't see this, but you would walk in a room, the door would open, and then his closet would be like right behind it. So you would have to close those two, if you close those two doors together, you put the mic in between there, and it's just enough room for you to stand in there. Oh, and then we, that's how we block the sound off, right? But if something would happen where like the radiator, like the AC went off, or the radiator, or even... I remember he used to wild out on his sister for using a bathroom because you could, the mic picked up all that shit. It was right next to his fucking room and shit, right? So we had to have everything shut down for us to get off our verses. So back then, he was the only cat again, like he was the only per- place I could record and shit. So I recorded a demo, and I think it was like four or five joints. The only person, I don't even have a copy of this shit. The only person that has a copy of it was Click Cox. He has it up until this day. And how does he have it, or how did you meet him? Because I gave it to him. Like, I was telling you about Raymond McIntosh that was in a group with um my brother. He used to do the radio show. Mm-hmm. So he moved over to Universal, and he goes, I, I was talking to my brother, and he's like, yo, you should get like some shit over to Raymond McIntosh. Mm-hmm. So when I actually talked to Raymond, he introduced me to Click Cox. He's like, yo, this is the guy at the urban department over at Universal. Mind you. I was in no fucking, absolutely no shape to be even signed or even think about getting signed. Like, I'm, I'm just recording shit. I'm recording a demo, basically. I don't know how to make songs. I don't know how to um, put a package together. I know I could perform a little bit, but back then, like, they had artist development. There, there would have been a time where it's like you had a department where they would help you develop as an artist. They would t- actually set aside money in a budget to help you develop. So I'm there thinking about um, getting signed. So I give him this demo. I'm there thinking like, yo, this guy's dissing, but he's not saying shit, right? He's not even saying anything. Like, he didn't tell me that it wasn't good enough. But he'll tell me this day it wasn't, obviously. Mm-hmm. And when I listened to it, I know it wasn't good enough. But mm-hmm. back then, like, nobody could tell me that it wasn't good enough because I was too... I was too ignorant to even uh, to, to understand the position I was in. I was like, yo, you're an underdeveloped artist that has no experience, no credentials, nothing. Absolutely nothing. So why even step into anybody? Like, you know what I'm saying? So gave him the demo. And then... Um, and how old were you? Would he been like, around this time? The demo? Like 14, 15. Oh my like, goodness, 14, you're 14 15. years old? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, back then I wasn't like... So, because you're saying kid rappers are still popping off around there, or yeah, Chris, they were still did, popping. Did still, well, sort of. They had that era, but like it started to fizzle out a little bit, and then the resurgence happened when fucking I think Bow Wow popped in or something like that. You know what I'm saying? The resurgence. I think I might even be under under shooting that man. I think I might have been around uh, 20. I think it was after high school I started doing the demo, the okay. demo stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I don't remember. Because you also age. talk about Ivan as well, too, yeah, giving yeah, a demo exactly. to Ivan, and like, yeah, is that yo. is that separate Ivan times? Was later. Ivan oh, was later. later. Okay. Ivan was like, yo. <laughs> and for the people I who know, Ivan. Ivan should, yeah, yeah. Evidente is that how you say yeah, his last Evidente. name? He's an A&R at, at Universal. At Universal. Yeah, yeah. 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 I really started feeling like he was dissing because I gave him fucking um, Dalton originally. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I gave him that shit. Well, I gave him, like, I was playing a project for him with Dalton on it. So that was me, like, but even before I jumped to that, again, like, you know, I'm, I'm throwing demos out. But at the same time, I'm like, yo, the only thing I remember seeing hip hop artists do was out there was just being out there all the time. Like somehow getting their name up, doing something like being seen. Right. My next phase was like I, I was always an aggressive rapper. So my next thing was I started to get into uh, after that, I started to get into battle rap. Right. And I just used to run around the city finding battle competitions. So. One of the first competitions I ever um, 
went to. And if, mind you, the only person at this time that was even interested in like trying to help me develop was my cousin E. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Shout out to E. He was helping. He's actually putting money in my pocket at the time, and he was like, "Yo, he had ice cold records, and that was his thing. Like he was just trying to be." He's trying to be Master P, basically. Like he's like, yo, I got an artist. I'm gonna fucking develop him. I'm gonna sell records out the trunk. Like we're gonna do it like how they do it down south, right? So we just used to go to battle competitions. And I remember this one battle competition. I still have the tape for it. Um, it was in Mississauga. So yo, I'm there and I'm fucking running through cats, mashing them, like smashing them. Anyone that was growing up in Toronto hip hop at the time, they were they could tell you this shit. So I'm smashing them. I'm talking about cats like uh, Nameless. You know what I'm saying? I remember Is there a name like, for this battle? Was it was like called pretty- 2020. Okay. 2020. Right? 2020. Okay. Uh, what's it called? I think I'll be tripping. Hip Hop Kings, I think it was called. Hip Hop Kings. Mm-hmm. The story gets interesting because during the whole night, I'm fucking shredding cats. I'm like, where's the competition at? There's usually like one or two cats that are nice. You know what I'm saying? Nameless was nice. Shout out to Nameless. But besides that, everyone was like... Subpar, like I was no fucking problem getting through them. The rest of the night, I just see this kid, fucking super baggy clothes, eccentric, like yo, lit up. He looked like a '90s cat, and his fuck came with his Gumby and everything, man. But he was murdering cats. Like I seen, he was on the opposite end of the spectrum because I had the aggressiveness, but he had the uh, projection flow, and he had much more energy. Turns out to be Blake Carrington. Oh right? shit. So I see him. He is, he's fucking cats up. Same way I am. Everyone's saying, thinking, thinking and saying the exact same thing. Like, yo, these two are going to meet in the finals for sure. Maybe like five opponents later, we meet in the finals. So it's me versus Blake Carrington. I still have this shit on tape. So it's like a five-round battle. I go first. I still think this is the break. This is my breakdown. He might tell you something. I doubt he even talks about this shit no more. But I talk about it because I want people to know the roots. He's way past this shit, and so am I, boy. First round, I give that to myself. Second round, it's kind of debatable. Third round, he did some shit where he's repeating a line okay, for let's, let's say official, though. Who won officially? He won officially. Okay. He took, he took $1,000 home that day. No, no, let's, I mean every round. Break, you're breaking down the round. Oh, so yo. first round, who officially won that? Second. Yeah. Well, it was, it was back then, we, yeah. there was judges. Yeah. But the crowd was kind of the, the influence at that point. So. Yeah. First round, I won that shit. Okay. Second, it went to the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. They gave it to him. Yeah. Third, it was like debatable because like, you know, he said something that he said in a previous round versus me. Right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, yo, should we give him a second shot? He's in Mr. Saga. Yeah. They're fucking with him. And he's from Saga. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. They're fucking with me too, but yeah. I have to I have to fight for that. Yeah. I have to earn that shit. You know what I'm saying? So third round. Fourth round, I, I, I'll tell you right now, those last two rounds, especially the last one, he fucking flamed me. I'm not going to lie. He flamed it because it went a cappella, yeah. cooked me. I'm not even going to front about that shit. Yeah. So, you know, all in all, it was dope because, like, yo, I, after that, I developed, like, a dope um, friendship with him. You know what I'm saying? Because of that. Because I'm just like, yo, like, I didn't know there was, like, other cats out here that were just, you know, I'm starving like, like, like I was. Right? Mm-hmm. So... He took the thousand dollars home that day. Me, it, me, that shit hurt. That shit hurt because I like, yo, I'm already going into this battle already spending that money. I'm like, yo, I'm just fucking. No one's gonna fuck with me right now. So I go in there. So it stings. So it's like, yeah, it stings. Yeah. But you know what happens? Uh-huh. Everybody that's there, like, yo, there's people like I didn't even really know Adam Bomb at this time. Okay. I see. I know him in passing, right? Yeah. Scandalous is there. Mm-hmm. This, the, the 2020 company was in association with Empire. Okay. Right, yeah. I just used to hear about Empire in passing, mm-hmm. but they were all there, like Messiah, Ricky, um, yo, a bunch of DJs. You know what I'm saying? Like including DJ Law, mm-hmm. Project Bounces there at the time. Mm-hmm. It was like Hip Hop Nation, Law, like um, Elite Squad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And these are all dudes that I'm gonna get into, like how I even started working with them. But they were all there. This is the first time ever hearing about me. Mm-hmm. So that day, I just left with a lot of respect. Feel what I'm saying? Admiration. Curiosity, too. Because people are wondering, like, who the fuck is this? I never heard of this cat before. Mm-hmm. So I left there with that. And then I went on to do, like, three or four other battles, including, like, Import Fest over at Skydome. Mm-hmm. So imagine, like, doing, um, you know, a nightclub in Mississauga 2020. I, do, I did a couple battles in Hamilton where I won. A few battles in um, Toronto. 
and then import fest like i'm on the skydome stage like the biggest car show there is project bounce put me onto that just off of that one battle so i'm slowly like right now it's easy for cats to get on i'm earning my shit like i'm implanting my fucking roots deep you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so in between this after i did that battle i was hyped to like start to get into music so i did this mixtape called the best of tona volume one all right we put it out but i did like a little release party for it right i think i did it at uh one of these nightclubs uh, on Adelaide. So Adelaide how are you putting like, on Best of Tona? Is, any, is there any projects out before this? Out. <laughs> I think Cassidy did that. I remember Cassidy bringing out the Best of Cassidy, and I didn't that hear. He, didn't he had battle raps, but like you didn't have like an album. Mm. Right? And you're like, oh, shit, this is hard. But go ahead. I did that because I was like, yo, these are going to be like the best freestyles that, you know what I'm saying, like I'm about to put out. Mm-hmm. Because leading up to it, I did, like, again, the Project Bounce situation happened off of that 2020 battle. Um, Click Cox didn't fuck with the demo, but he heard something. He's just like in the demo or like outside the of the the, yeah, the, the, the battles. Okay, okay, right? He heard something. He's yeah. like, "Yo, I need to pass you off to my man." And then he uh, uh he happened to be Elite Squad um P from Elite Squad. So what happened when I linked up with P was like P is like, "Yo, um, I'm gonna get you to do this freestyle for me." And he gave me like the mob deep beat. It was like the uh. The name of the title is not coming to me, man, but heads will know that shit. Mm-hmm. So I flamed it. Mm-hmm. Flamed it. He brought me in the studio. I killed it. He gave it back to him. He started playing that shit on the radio because he had Project Bounce at the time. He had a show on there. Mm-hmm. And the response was crazy. People were calling up like, yo, who the fuck is that? You know what I'm saying? So P started to see the feedback. He's like, yo, all right, like we got to do a mixtape now. That This time, Elite Squad is like fucking one of the biggest DJ sound crews there are in Toronto. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. these are guys that have implanted their shit. So, first, again, i never really been in a scenario where it's like putting together a whole project on my own. This is going to be my first time doing it. So, he just gave me a bunch of beats that were hot at the time. Some, like, yo, some Dipset shit. You know what I mean? Some Rockefeller shit. Like, yo, whatever it was. I even grabbed some Toronto beats and put it on there. Mm-hmm. So um, we're talking about what mid early two thousands? Early two thousands, yeah, okay, okay. yeah, right. So okay. we'll jump in at it. So early two thousands, mm-hmm. did that mixtape. You put it out, and literally, this is a time where Adelaide Street was was popping, super popping. Like we were just out there every weekend, like you know what I'm saying, just macking, just mm-hmm. drawing down shorties all fucking left and right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Niggas hated that because like, yo, my crew was eccentric, man. Like we just used to be out there drawing everything down, so. Even after the clubs, we would be in the parking lot. But at this time, I had my mixtape. So I was out there, like, yo, in the street or in the parking lot, like, just outside of Pearl Lounge, just selling them shits for, like, $2. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, yo. It was an easy sell because I'm like, it's fucking $2, man. Like, you don't have $2, like, to support some shit? Like, I was telling Cass, like, you're about to go spend, you're about to go eat right now at McDonald's. And $2 might fall out your pocket when you get your change back. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could be giving me that shit. So I'm trying to convince people, like, please, like, yo, just, you need to hear this. So I'm there, we just, they're selling fucking units, like, just moving the, 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 the product, you know what I'm saying? And what was the name of this mixtape? Uh, Best of Tone. Oh, Best of Tone, okay. Yeah, yeah, volume one. Okay. So, started moving that shit, and then, yo, like, the, the, the brand started to build a little bit, started to build up. So then, after that, again, I did the battles, did a few shows, now it's time to get into, um... After that, I did the best of Tona Volume Two, mm-hmm. and I had uh, Tricks. I had Tricks, but he didn't really host it. But I had Tricks come. He was another Project Bounce cat, and this is around the time I'm meeting everybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm developing these relationships through like just people in general. Like people are introducing me to other people. They're like, "Yo, have you heard of this cat, Daytona? Yo, you heard of this cat?" And then like people are just drawing towards my voice and shit and what I'm saying, right? So I put that out. After that, I'm like, all right, man, I need, like, some shit on my own. Because it's all, it's all, it's pure mixtapes at this time. Mm-hmm. Pure fucking mixtapes. So, mind you, that's another, like, I'd say, like, it's another year of just grinding, like, Project Bounce, like, was the, the, the main radio station for us. Because mm-hmm. we were just like, yo, we were street rappers. We just used to cipher in the street. Now, Project Bounce provided a platform where it's, like, all these street rappers that are out there just trying to get their name up. You can go into a radio station now, freestyle, drop your music off. Yo, they had a lot of specialty shows there. So Project Bounce was like a main stepping stone for me, like to kind of help propel me into uh, an artist. You know what I'm saying? Because they did lots of shows and I was on like a lot of them, basically all of them. You know what I'm saying? They weren't doing shit without me. So 
After those two mixtapes, Project Bounce started bubbling. And another year full of just grinding. I went off to Miami, like just on South Beach. I just we were on our vacation with the homies and shit. We just in a fucking hotel room, just on the strip, like South Beach. Yo, this is the degrees of separation. This is back in this early 2000s again. This is the degrees of separation, like between Miami and what I'm seeing in Toronto. So. Back then, you're just thinking about, like, what would it be like if I met Nas one day or fucking Jay-Z or, or somebody, you know what I'm saying? Somebody that would actually listen to you. Soon as I get to South Beach, the night of, who do I see pull up in a Ferrari Spider, man? Nas and Chris Webber. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I'm just, I'm there thinking about that shit in Toronto. The degrees of separation is so small in fucking Toronto. I mean, sorry, in Miami or places like that, or South Beach especially. They were just literally right in front of our hotel, man. You know what I'm saying? So, this guy, I'm fucking starstruck. I don't even say shit at this point. I'm just like, yo, this is Nas, man. Chris Webber, everyone's running up to them for pictures and shit. I'm just like, I'm chilling. I'm like, I'm just going to absorb this moment right here. I'm not even going to say nothing. Just chill. You know what I'm saying? Because we were there for the week. And then, like, yo, we ended up seeing a bunch of people, including, like, yo, Shaquille O'Neal, like, Patrick Ewing. We were actually in um, one of Patrick Ewing's clubs, and we were just, like, out there. You know what I'm saying? So it's a good, like, little vacation for me to realize, like, yo, like, the degrees of separation when you travel, I realized that's at a young age, it's so small. That's why you literally, I learned, like, you have to be able to do that, like, immediately. Don't even hesitate to do it now. To leave the city. Yeah, exactly. To catch a flight and go somewhere and let them know about your talent. You know what I'm saying? So, hotel room, we just get back one night, slaughtered off like Hennessy, destroyed, ripped. We just fucking, I think I still have this original recording. It's a freestyle session. We had it running for like three hours, man. We're just flowing. In the hotel room? Flowing, yo. So, all of a sudden, I start this flow. It's like, we in Miami about to get it, get it. I had the strip, about to set it, set it. So, I didn't, mind you, I'm fucked right now. I'm not even thinking about what I'm saying. Like, I go back and listen to that. Listen to the, uh, the whole freestyle session just to try to catch lines and shit or what we were saying or what happened that night. And then I hear that. I'm like, got to turn that into a song. You got to turn that into something. So when I get back to Toronto, I'm like, yo, I had this idea for like, I didn't know how it was going to come together, but I had this idea because my name was uh, Daytona. People will call, my name was Dave Tona, but people were calling me Tona. And I'd be like, yo, it'd be crazy if we could use that Tona shit for like, this is your calling. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this is, this is Tona. This is your tone. That's basically where the name came from, like my distinctive tone of voice. So I'm like, how can we play off that? I brought the uh, idea to King Samson. I'm like, yo, you should make a beat just out of phone samples, bro. Like, yo, yo I'm getting called and shit. Like, you're, this is my calling, but you're calling me. You feel what I'm saying? This guy just started t- pulling off phone samples off of the phone. Like, please hang up. Please hang up. And then just fucking keyboard sounds. I'm pressing the, pressing the phone and shit. And I, it turns into dial tone. And I took the flow from that Miami freestyle that I was doing and put it on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. This is what I sound like after six months and shit. All my King Samson shit. Drop some of the most thought-provoking shit to ever drop in the city And niggas is questioning whether the kid falling off or not Gonna really fuck him up on this one Big tone, about to set it, set it All my kickstand niggas gon' let it, let it lean The flow off the swag is mean They should've never let me in it Now I'm snatching the cream back So I'm like, yo, I got something here I fucking knew it As soon as I heard it, I'm like, yo, I got some shit here I need people to hear this. So this is I, the video on YouTube is uploaded to, on King Samson's YouTube channel, and yeah, it's like yeah, 2007 exactly. is the date. The video, so I'm assuming the song is what so 2006, 2005. Maybe, maybe uh, if it was uploaded 2007, yeah, I think it might have been late 2006, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So 2000, so 2006, the song, and then. Yeah, so 2006 is the song, yeah. and then I'm like, this is the first song I have. I didn't put it out yet though. It's okay. 2006, I have it. Yeah. I have that, but mind you, I have a bag, like, when I get back to Toronto, I didn't just record that one song and sit on it. Like, I had a bunch of songs, but I'm like, this is the one, like, I'm going to go with because I'm like, yo, this is, this is my shit. This is boom bap shit. This raw, authentic hip-hop. People need to hear this. So, got that, and I got a few other ones, and I'm like, yo, I'm going to put together a project now. You know what I'm saying? First one ever. Yo. Um, the project's done. Like, we're still thinking independently. So I'm just like, all right, like, 
he's still helping me be like back projects up, but I need to kind of do this one on my own. I kind of, I, I took, I took lessons from him because he had ice cold records. I'm like, yo, I'm going to establish my own shit, which I call the district entertainment. It's kind of like an avenue just for me to get paid off of. Right. So I set that up and I'm like, yo, this is going to be my avenue now. I want people, whenever they see this brand, they could associate a certain kind of music with it now, man. This is my shit. So whether, whether or not I put someone out or I help someone develop or I just put out my own shit, I'm going to build this brand up. So I started with that district entertainment and I put that uh, EP. It was called the Don't Holler EP. And I put that out underneath it. So, again, I start pushing out Dalton now and it's catching fire, like fire. Where is it catching fire? Everywhere. Motherfuckers is like, yo, I was giving it to everybody around the city. Like just I was pressing up singles for that originally. Even before the Don't Holla EP came out, I pressed up, like, Dalton singles, and I was just giving them shits away, man. Just giving them to people. Like, yo. Around this time, like, real frequency is still, like, the radio is, is completely different as to what it is right now. Mm-hmm. Flow 93.5 is, like, our Canadian station. It was, like, our Canadian, like, hip-hop station. So they had a certain amount of, due to the CRTC, they had a certain amount of Canadian content they had to play. Real frequency and uh, OT, OT and Live. Exactly. So these stations are like, yo, they're they're the hip hop stations on flow. You know what I'm saying? And he's still got the college radio. Yeah, exactly. I still have bounce. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hitting everyone off with these singles and shit is just catching fire. Like on the shit was heavy rotation on flow ninety three point five. Like I still got a letter saying that shit because I'm like, I want to document this. You know what I'm saying? This is my first time ever experiencing any kind of radio play mainstream. Like Project Bounce for sure. Like that's that's college radio. That still feels good, but this is on a main radio station. Like people go in and out of work to this station, and I, and I have a song on heavy rotation. So yo, I fucking I'm like yo, this shit is dope. Like people are actually like you know hearing the song like a few times a day now and shit, and people are hitting me up about it. And then uh, I think the Stylus Awards comes around uh, 2007. I think Stylus Awards comes around 2008. Yo, and then that shit just again. Accolades, man. It's my first time. I'm not thinking about awards and shit. You see where I came from, right? I'm not even thinking about being an artist back then. I was just trying to battle and get my get my name up, right? So mm-hmm. back then, like, yo, Stylus Awards comes around, motherfucker. I wasn't there because I like I already told myself like I didn't want to attend award shows because I'm not gonna win shit. I already know like I, I know who I'm competing against, and I'm like these guys have been out here for years. Like they're not they're not gonna give me shit. So this is a prelude to the Junos. So I don't go. But while I'm not there, I'm getting phone calls like, yo, your shit got nominated. Like, Dalton for single of the year. Mind you, I was up against Shad. I was up against Chaos. I think Chaos had, uh, it was either Crab in a Bucket or um, Man I Used to Be. Something. He had something. Massive. Yeah, massive. He had some shit. It was crazy. Right? So, while they're announcing the songs, I'm not there. But motherfuckers are telling me, like, yo, Chaos, Man I Used to Be. Tona, Dalton. The whole crowd was like, boop, 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 like, yo, just beer, like, ruckus, you know what I'm saying? Beer ruckus, like, niggas is calling me from there, like, yo, your shit's going off right now, bro, like, your shit is going off, just after the nomination, right? So, all in all, chaos ends up taking it, I'm like, "Ah, I knew that shit was gonna happen, but it was just dope to be nominated, man, the feel... That the feedback that people were giving me from that day, I was like, yo, I got something, man. You know what I'm saying? I got to be able to do this, like, every year now. That was my mentality. Like, I'm like, yo, whether or not I attend the show, I got to be there, have something in the category every year. Like, the goal was to be was nominated on exactly. Stylist Awards every year. Exactly. Well, that wasn't the main goal, but I was like... What are the markers of success? Circles. Yeah, I need to start being in there. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I then I started attending like certain award shows and shit or just being around the industry. I didn't have any care for it before. Now I'm just like, okay, I'm able to do that just off of the music I'm presenting now. You know what I'm saying? I went to your band camp in terms of actual projects. It was Reform School. I think you released some singles in between. Yeah, yeah. There was always yeah. singles in between there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, um, I think Reform School was the next project that I released. Mm-hmm. I did that with, again, these are just respect. DJ Respect. Yeah, DJ, DJ respect. respect. Again, yeah. these are just cats that, yo, like, I came up off of. Getting into this shit, uh, yeah. DJ Respect, yeah. he's another cat that I meet. Mind you, that, while Dalton's still ringing off, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting introduced to a bunch of people along the way. OTA Live did some showcase back then 
Oh, shit. I didn't get into the Dalton remix. Dalton's ringing. It's fucking ringing off, like I told you. Back then, I had no idea who... I think we were out some, outside some club one day, because we used to just club night every night. I see this cat, and he's like... Jay Stacks knew him back then, um, and he was just handing out these mixtapes. Back then, I was just on my shit, where I'm just like, yo, I'm not... I know you're, nobody's not... I know you're not nice. Like, you're handing me this mixtape, but I, I, I haven't heard of you. So I'm like, you're not on the radio. There's no way, like, I'm going to even listen to this. Stacks goes, trust me, this guy's fucking nice. And then, yo, I start, um, when I get the mixtape, P tells me he's nice, too. I'm like, nah, bro. I'm the only nigga that's nice. So P's like, no, this guy's nice. And ends up being fucking uh, Drake from Room for Improvement. Like, this is around the time he starts, like, getting into the mix. Because I usually, I know who's on the circuit, like, through Project Bounce and who's coming in and out of the radio station and, and who's what. And then I start, like, my, this is after Dalton. And I just hear the... <laughs> Dead out tonight, but they say you're cutting. I'm like, this nigga's nice. I'm like, yo, this nigga's nice. Mad nice. Getting down tonight if they say you're cutting. A lot of dudes in my city, they ain't saying nothing. A lot of records from here, they get no play. And these labels don't give advances, so you get no pay. The little rims on the ride, I'ma let those stay. So these nosy niggas don't know that I get checks. So I'm like, Okay, I'm starting to get introduced to like my mind, my judgment, and my mind is not as clouded as it used to be. I'm like, yo, now I just gotta start accepting like, yo, the different artists to work with in the city because I didn't really work with anybody as far as like MCs on any other the, the work I've done the projects before prior, right? So that rings off, and then I actually come across Drake, and then yo, at the time he's like, yo, I just I'm a, like I'm a fan of your shit. At that time he's like, yo, like we should just do something. And I was letting him know, like, yo, I, he knows about Dalton, but I was like, yo, I would just love for you to, like, jump on a remix. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking about doing a remix. Now, when I'm thinking about the remix, I don't want to, I didn't want I wanted to make it where we're not flowing on the original, but something very similar to it. So I had live, like, chef up a beat. I put on all the MCs that I've met over the time. Like, again, this is the first time, like, I'm even collabing with anybody, especially the Don't Holla EP. This is the only, like, besides, like, you know, my man, like, poly um other than that like i'm not thinking about anybody i don't want to rhyme with anybody because again the ignorant mentality where you just yourself indulge and you're in your own uh your own realm of being I'm like all right i just need to open this door now so i put a bunch of people on it these are all cats mind you, these are all cats i met through the circuit so jd era i put on there i put anonymous twist promise theo3 theo3 sets it off stalin sonny rockwell and then Drake, and then me, right? So, like, that was the last order. Like, it was Sonny Rockwell. There's eight people on it. I don't know how people got through this shit, man. It was like seven minutes, bro. Like, shit. if you listen to it, like, you're a fucking fan. <laughs> um, so, the last three people on it, I broke it up because there were so many people on it. I was like, three, three, and three, mm -hmm. right? So, I'm like, it's actually, I had, like, choruses in between there or whatever. So, it was like, I could be, yo, the number could be off. I think I feel like I'm missing a few MCs, man. If, if I was doing a 369 order, um, anyway, man, people can search that on YouTube. When he actually sends his verse, he's on Degrassi. Like, he's still doing Degrassi and shit. Mm -hmm. He actually recorded those verses. This is what he was telling me. He said he actually recorded those verses in his trailer. You know what I'm saying? Like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. in the morning, like he's cutting verses. That's when I go, yo, this guy's fucking work ethic is unreal. You know what I'm saying? Like this guy's working his job, acting and shit. And like, you know, like people are, he has fans worldwide at this time. Like, and he's laying off hip hop verses to people, you know what I'm saying? To, to, to rappers like me, man. So I always commended that. I was just like, yo, like this, this guy's dope so for that. Dial Tone Remix, I just looked it up. Uh, Theo3, Stalin, JD Era, Promise, Anonymous Twist, Polly, Drake, and Heavyweight. Is that right? Yeah. Drake not only gave me one verse, he gave me two. And he goes, yo, just pick whatever one you like better. I go, yo, this guy's a MC. Like, nobody's ever done that. Usually people just sit there and take, like, months for me to get their shit off. He gave me two verses, and he goes, just pick one. So I picked the one that's on the track, and I still have the other one archived somewhere. So I'm like, yo, this is this is... This is dope, man. I, this, is, this is the time where I'm like, yo, this is the time where people love Toronto now. But me back then, I was just like, yo, I love the city, the hip hop dynamic out here, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, we just fuck with each other and create a movement. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's all I was thinking back then. So 
again, like, yo, the remix comes out, and it's it's kind of buried on the album somewhere, but... Did it come out on the Don't Holla EP? Don't Holla, yeah, but not on the iTunes version. If you go on the iTunes version, they cut shit. They cut songs off. I don't know why the fuck that happened. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I labeled it an EP, and they took it, ser- like, literal, like, you know what I'm saying? I was kind of... can't be this long. Yeah, right? exactly, okay, so... Okay, okay. It's not on there, but... Okay. Um, I didn't like play the record in a bunch of spots where it's like, yo, I'm selling a CD and you can get it that way. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But it's it's crazy because <laughs> around the time like uh, like when Drake's about to take off and shit, one of the few things like people he has no album at this time, but he's just dropping freestyles and shit like killing it. Right? They took that someone put it on YouTube or something and they cut everybody's verse off except his. They're like, yo, new Drake. Song freestyle. This is downtown remix. I'm like, yo, it's just not even mine no more. It's like, yo, but it was crazy. It was a good. It was a good time for hip hop, man. It's a dope time for hip hop. An artist that displays his art like a museum. I'm sitting in my car with product ready to greet ya. Swat towels and rice and sweater to Condoleezza. See, I'm not underground, too real for the mainstream. I'm somewhere in between. Should have been on the scene. Whatever, 16 or traveling far. Y'all counting yourself kings, but fuck y'all all. I'm the guard forever above y'all. My life in the sentence like prison, so every day I stand behind these bars. Pick up the phone, push six, seven. You can skip that part. The operator know you calling a star. Trying to blow up. Till I hot wire your car, blow you apart for being 07 and sex. If you think I ain't got it, better get it correct. Cause I ain't seen none of you niggas coming in at me yet. Still raw. I hope you enjoyed part one of my conversation with Tony. A lot of history there. Some of it I didn't even know about, man. And I hope you came away with something. Let me know what you think of our conversation, my conversation with Tony. Comment at The Come Up Show on Twitter or on SoundCloud. And yo, if you haven't subscribed already, make sure you hit that follow button on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. Part two will be out next Wednesday, my conversation with Tona, which he talks about his latest album, Ivy League, and so much more. And speaking of Ivy League, it's his latest album, solo album. Make sure you support and cop that on iTunes right now. My name is Chetto. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you on next Wednesday for part two. Peace. (laughs) 